Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freaks. Ninety-six degrees, forty-plus percent humidity at Texas Motor Speedway. Oh, is that it? A red flag with about twenty laps to go, twenty-plus laps to go. But damn it, Austin Dillon grabbed himself a win, and now has him a secure spot if we make it into the playoffs no, with NASCAR. Thank you guys for hanging out, Stat Man Crash Gladys. Yours truly, Kenny Sargent. Speaking of, he'll be joining us in about fifteen minutes. Austin Dillon, I'm sure he's going to be headed to the airport. Going to be a quick interview, but damn it, he'll be joining us coming up in moments. Philippe Nasser and uh, Peroni. Pipo Duroni. Pipo Duroni, something like that. Duroni. Listen, it's been so damn long we had any sports car racing. Lucky I remember we had sports car Pipo racing. Pipo and Felipe. Shoot. I mean, Statman, you're still com- confused, bro. I mean, 12 hours of Sebring happens in the spring, and Sebring happening here, and it wasn't 12 hours. It was two hours and 45 minutes. You doing okay? <laughs> they called it a sprint race. I don't know why they didn't just do 12 hours, uh, 15 hours, or 90 hours. Uh, to two hours and 45 minutes is how long it takes you to clear your throat to get ready for a Sebring race. <laughs> yeah, when you think of Sebring, again, sports car fans, when you think of Daytona and sports cars, you think of the Daytona 24. You think of the Sebring uh, in 12 hours. Uh, what Road Atlanta, you think of six hours, right? It's like, come on. Yeah, 1,000 kilometers, about six, right? seven hours, 10 hours sometimes, yeah. yeah. So definitely confusing if you were expecting to. Statman, go ahead and share with the Freak Nation your story of trying to find that race uh, yesterday on whatever network that it was on and surprised to see the time of the race. I don't remember what network it was on. I looked in every one, including uh, uh, Nickelodeon. I could not find it anywhere. <laughs> and I looked on the, the app. It wasn't on the app. I, I looked everywhere. Then when I finally bumped into it, they said they had two hours and 30 minutes left. And I was like, wait a minute. This thing must have started last night. There's no way that. And, you know, it took me. I had to find out that it was only a two-hour, 45-minute race. Uh, you know, by that time, I just sat down and, you know, I had an apple. I mean, it was, it was, it was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. Man, the apocalypse is a week away from us if you just sat down and had an apple. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even I couldn't even deal with the deer. I mean, the deer knocked on the window and said, you okay in there, partner? You know, I mean, come on. I mean, a 12-hour race is not supposed to be two hours and 45 minutes. Definitely odd. <laughs> Definitely odd. So we've got your overall winner. How many, by the way, my apologies for not, for not doing my research completely on the two hours and 45 minutes of Sebring, but how many classes <laughs> did they have running? It just doesn't Do sound we... right. <laughs> it's the under three hours of Sebring. Do we know how many classes actually ran, Statman? 
Yeah, they had four, uh, the the uh, LMP2, the DPI, the GTLM, and the GTD. Now, there you go. I oh. got them all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're in alphabetical order, but uh, yeah, they had four classes. So again, we'll hear from your overall winners. Austin Dillon, your winner from Texas Motor Speedway, going to be joining us in a bit. Also going to hear from Susan Wade, a hell of an insider when it comes to the NHRA and drag racing. A lot of questions continuing to swirl around the NHRA. Not just the fact that John Force has yet to come out and tell the drag racing motorsports world. You're 16 times. 16 times. This isn't Tony Schumacher. This isn't Matt Hagen. This isn't Antron Brown. This isn't uh, Robert Height. This is your 16-time funny car champion. The greatest drag racer in history has yet to come out and tell people why he hasn't shown up in Indianapolis for these last couple of races. There's speculation. There was speculation back in an article that came out, I think the tail end of April. Regardless, Susan Wade, who's been covering the NHRA almost as long as we've been doing this show, we've known her as long as we've been doing this show, uh, she's going to be checking in with us. Is that the second hour, Crasher? Yes, yes, in about an hour from now. To try to get the latest on John Forrest. But frankly, Stat, something else that you and I were talking about uh, that we're not going to hit right now because we've got to resume with some of our affiliates. Yeah, you don't want to talk there may about be more... everything we talked about. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, hey now. Uh, there are some other concerns coming out of the NHRA as a series. We'll get to that coming up. But we're going to resume with some of our affiliates, Freak Nation, get into some Crash Gladys Pit news and notes. There were some results uh, coming out of motorsports, including MotoGP. Big, big, big interview with Austin Dillon and your winners from the WeatherTech. Coming up. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Ah, resuming with some of our affiliates. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Coming up in about seven or eight minutes. Austin Dillon, your winner from Texas Motor Speedway in the Cup Series. With a few fans out there, he'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Your WeatherTech Sports Car Championship winners from Sebring, they'll be joining us. But first, Crash Gladys Pit Nose to Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do the smart thing this summer, man. Got an SUV. What about a light truck? What about a big old fat 250, F-250? What about an RV? What do you What are you trailering? A lot of people doing that right now. Yeah, man, some red letter, red letter General Tires. Do it. Go to GeneralTire.com, GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Well, it was beyond hot for drivers, crews, fans. Yeah, everyone at Texas Motor Speedway. Kenny said 96 degrees. I heard 98 degrees and humid. Good times. The weekend started off with Xfinity Series on Saturday afternoon, where Kyle Busch crossed the line first, but later failed post-race tech. So the win went to Austin Sindrick. Now an Xfinity winner in three consecutive races. So congrats, Austin. Bush wasn't done yet, though, as he got behind the wheel of his truck at night and then went on to win the NASCAR Truck Series race by less than a second over his protege, Christian Eckes. Second for Eckes is his best result in the series so far. Sunday today was the cup race, and with on-track action, there was no disappointment. This was a good race at Texas Motor Speedway. But in the end, it was a Ryan Blaney domination on the track, but it was the RCR group who held off all competitors on those final three restarts to finish 1-2. With Austin Dillon, the victor, Austin, like Kenny said, joins us in just about five minutes. IndyCar ran a nightly doubleheader this weekend in Iowa, and finally someone beat 
the Chip Ganassi domination that's been going on since the restart of the season. Oh, gee, though. Shocker. It's Team Penske. Simon Paginot taking the win on Friday night, and then it was defending champion Joseph Newgarden who ruled the track on Saturday night. So far this year, however, I don't think anyone can use the word domination in motorsports and not reference Formula One's Lewis Hamilton. Get this today. Lewis, not, o- not only led from the pole, oh, by the way, after setting the new track record at the Hungaro ring, but he eventually grew his lead to 27 seconds at one point, and he lapped all but the top five drivers in the Whoa. field. Just let that sink in for a little bit. Lewis Hamilton, your winner, Formula One in Hungary. People Durati and Felipe Nasser fully controlled the IMSA return to Sebring Raceway. This one not for 12 hours. Instead, like we said, a sprint. Cadillac sweeping all three podium positions. Durati and Nasser on that top spot. Austin Dillon, next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Freak Nation, it's called No Kid Hungry, and that's what our friends at Lucas Oil would like to see happen during these times. No kid goes hungry. Many kids who got meals from their schools no longer have access due to school closures. So, Lucas Oil is donating a meal every time the No Kid Hungry post on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram is shared, along with the hashtag Lucas Oil Family. So go to the Lucas Oil social media pages, click share or retweet, and include the hashtag Lucas Oil Family, and Lucas Oil will donate a meal to No Kid Hungry. Got it? Let's do this. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MavTV.
perfect song for our next guest coming up in a few minutes, Austin Dillon. Money Talks. Dude's pockets got a little heavier with that win at Texas Motor Speedway. There was a time stat where Texas had a record 110-plus heat. It was like 14 days. It was just silly stupid. It was the 80s. It was my first summer out of high school, headed down to Huntsville, Texas, which, of course, is closer to Houston, which is closer to the Gulf, which is just a humid hellhole. And I'm teaching soccer camp with, for this one week, and I think the you know, high of 114, 115, 113, 40, 50% humidity. Thank goodness I was you know, the ripe age of 18 years old. My balls dropped a week before that. So I didn't have to worry too much about just keying over, killing over. But I had a tough time at 18 years old playing soccer at 114 degrees of 40% humidity. I mean, say what we will about driver's stat, but damn it, sitting in that hot box. You saw the, th- the thermometer in one of the cat's car where it said it was 130 freaking degrees. Yep. They had stat. one that was 140. They had one that was 140. That's just. Oh, that's insane. Oh, and then let's just add a red flag to matters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that 140. You see there? You got to sit there. You can't get out of that car and cool off or anything. Sit there in 140 degrees. Enjoy. And there was also a time, uh, the first Texas jam, and that was Texas with two or three X's. I can't remember. 1978. Oh, lovely. 17, 78 or 78. Regardless, I'm 17 years old. I'm on the floor of the Texas jam in the Cotton Bowl in July. All right. In July, Van Halen 2 is out. Van Halen's out there on stage at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. The dude I went with, who I went to go play soccer with down at Sam Houston State, Steve, is wearing freaking bell-bottom jeans on the freaking floor of the Cotton Bowl. First of all, he's an idiot for doing that. And two, we were idiots for drinking at 17 years old in the back of some dude's van, sleeping for two hours, and then going out on the floor of the Cotton Bowl, 140 freaking degrees. And that's... And this wasn't planned. The weird-ass white PVC pipe uh, water faucets with constant water going on the the walls of the cotton bowl was planned. But it got to a point where you stood up on stage and you just saw people keying over. Finally, uh, I I, I can't remember who's the guy's name was emceeing the freaking Texas Jam at the time. uh, Regardless, they pulled out a freaking fire hose. They pulled a fire hose out from underneath the tunnel at the Cotton Bowl and just started spraying it out. Yeah, just grilling people, man, or drilling people. (laughs) They must have knocked them down. How did the people stand up (laughs) under that pressure? (laughs) And they had had a dark gray tarp on the field of the Cotton Bowl, man. Ooh. (laughs) Let's, Let's figure out how we can make this as hot as we can get it. Exactly. Just let that absorb the and sun. And this is this is also in the t- in the in the era of when we played football, when we had our two a days training camp in August in Texas, and all the coaches would say, you know, they, they you wouldn't have you had scheduled water breaks, and if you you said, coach, I'm thirsty, they'd say, wait for the water break. Oh. 
remember it was a- re- remember those days now they they want to put you in an ice bath and they give you salt tablets and they spray you and they take breaks every five minutes and that and when we were coming up you were a you know were a loser if you wanted to drink some water yeah and and these are 250 pound offensive linemen that are keying over in the, you keep saying keying over keeling keeling no, yeah okay. whatever come on man that's you know it's shorthand oh yeah kids you know what shorthand keep is up, Don't worry about it. you gotta keep yeah. up you live with this guy and you can't keep up with him yet <laughs> valid point <laughs> they would say go grab you'll go grab some water and take a handful of salt pills that was the worst if we we're on empty stomachs having you know 16 gallons of water and three pounds of salt in our, we were oh. throw, we were throwing up by the next rotation <laughs> yeah, well done, seventies and eighties coaches. Oh, man, there were words they were using back then that wouldn't even fly. Wouldn't fly pre Howard Stern on FM. It was like, <laughs> man, God. So all this to talk about precisely how hot it was in Texas this weekend. Yeah, those poor NASCAR drivers. Coming up in moments, Austin Dillon, your winner from Texas Motor Speedway. Again, man, it was crap hot at Texas. You saw. A few fans in the stands, and again, so much for social distancing when the red flag came out oh. and the fans are running down to the stands to to get pictures of Kevin Harvick and crew uh, right there next to the wall. But uh, again, I digress. Austin Dillon, your winner from Texas Motor Speedway, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Austin, I asked you this before going live with you that uh, said, do you feel about 15 pounds lighter because of your dehydration? What did you say? I said I might feel a little dehydrated, but my back pocket's a little heavier. <laughs> <laughs> well done. a boy. Hey, when you go into the uh, care center there at Texas Motor Speedway to, to check on your hydration or dehydration, do they put an IV in you or they just start shoving down a bunch of uh, liquids down your gullet? Yeah, they gave me an IV. Got two IV bags pretty quick, and uh, I'm already back headed to the airport. Can you feel it that fast when when you have an IV, when they're putting that saline in you that fast? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is you you get excited getting out of the car and you have a lot of emotional drain. I I didn't feel like I was super dehydrated, but it's good before you get on a plane ride and just dehydrate yourself more for two hours back home. So good to get the fluids back in me quick. And, um, you know, it's one of those things is when you jump out of the car, it's a definite change from where you've been in 130 degree temperature and you try and stand up and little weak in the knees and get a little dizzy that that hydration just brings you back yeah it's kind of scary we saw that with Bubba Wallace many races ago as well but Austin you do need to be on your game you're getting ready to fly home you're on daddy duty once you get in there just because you yeah, win a race no doubt. <laughs> you and Ace are gonna get milk drunk tonight <laughs> <laughs> you and Ace are gonna get milk drunk I like that so what's your favorite thing about being a dad so far because you're you're I know I can tell by posts I can tell by what other people say to us you're really embracing this, aren't you? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's amazing. You know, I'm super pumped that I have a wife that just, she's amazing. She's a superwoman and uh, a couple grandmas that have helped out a ton also. And they made it easy on me, I tell you that. And then Ace is just a, he's a, he's a boy, he's a full boy. And I can't wait to uh, be able to show him the rope uh, and do fun things with him one day. And already getting to see all kinds of different things about him. And uh, it's fun. Right now, he's. He's pretty simple. He eats, sleeps, and he poops, and we just kind of go through that process. But the more and more uh, he gets older, it's cool to see him grow. 
It takes a village, doesn't it? Thank goodness for the grandmas. Heck yeah, I got some good ones too. <laughs> Austin Dillon joining us here in the Freak Nation. Talk about Texas Motor Speedway. And during that red flag, how crap hot did it get in the cockpit of your number three? It's pretty steamy, I'm not going to lie, but I, mean, I really wasn't thinking about it. It's kind of just focused on what was next, you know what I mean? And we uh, ended up getting a really good late race um, run when we got those two tires that put us in a position to win the race. And the heat doesn't, like, really factor into your head until after the race. And, uh, man, it was hot. It was a hot day. What kind of conversations were you having with your crew chief about your teammate, Tyler Reddick, and on, on those restarts? You know, we just were discussing which line I wanted to start the race in. And, you know, as the leader, I took the lead from him. He had the lead, and I took it from him. And then we had to restart three times in a row um, to make sure that we could keep it. And um, it was more just a discussion on top or bottom, and we figured it out pretty quick. So now what does this say? Austin Dillon, your winner at Texas Motor Speedway, joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. What does this say now? Obviously, you guys are in the playoffs. This just kind of has a massive momentum shift for the season. What can we expect out of you guys now? Have you found that thing that clicks that can get you guys to victory lane yet again soon? I think we can. We bring track cars every week that I feel like are competitive. And we just, you know, it's nice to bump up to a place where hopefully we don't have to start from that area of 13th to 21st. We battle that track position all week. And Justin does a good job of putting me in areas to, to get it back. And, and I've been fighting hard to keep it. And that was a testament to all that we've been doing the last couple of weeks. And, and it's been coming, and, and everybody's had the faith, and that's the biggest part of it, have faith. Fido's been our saying this year, and forget it, drive on in any kind of hard situation. It's playing off. So we want to go deep in the playoffs. we got cars capable of doing that. Uh, I think we can. Austin, what has Tyler Reddick in the eight done for RCR this year? It seems like he's given you a big shot in the ass. Well, I mean, just competition-wise, you know, we got, we're got we competitive, and if he fires me up, I feel like that's, that's good. You know, I've always wanted somebody to push me. I, thought my rookie year I was going to have Kevin Harvick there to, to do that for me and I didn't get that but now I've got a guy that's pushing me and you see it on the track that we're pushing each other to, to great heights. I liked your comment at the end of the race about the silver spoon yes. so much of that silver spoon <laughs> yes. right? I mean might as well throw it in there you know <laughs> got to give the haters some love too. Absolutely. Hey before you jump on that plane real quick Brad Kozlowski was talking about having a feeder system meaning you got to graduate to get in the cup series and we know what incident it was that happened on there with the was it uh, quinn was coming down into to try and pit and banged into harvick do you like a feeder system where you have to graduate to come into cup or is that a slippery slope i mean that's what the xfinity series and truck series are for so i i don't really care right now i'm focused on this w politics are what they are in nascar <laughs> I, I enjoy this win thank nascar for letting us race in this crazy time yes they've been the leader in all sports and I'm just glad we get to go have fun and win trophies. Well, it's it's great to see motorsports in general because I don't know if we're going to have a basketball season after all if, with all the craziness going on in the bubble. Same with the NFL. They can't figure out their contracts. So thank goodness for you guys. NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, thank you. That's right. Thank you, guys. I'm going to jump on this plane, and we'll talk soon. You Later. All right, see ya. Get out of here, man. Coming up next, we're going to talk more about that Brad Kozlowski comment in regards to a possible feeder system and being – demoted if you don't know how to drive a damn cup car. But first, your stat man, Scat. Good evening, my fellow citizens. I've known for a while that I could be a complete dinosaur about many things motor racing. That includes one of my loves, performance rallying. The American Rally Association relaunched its season this weekend after a five-month hiatus waiting out the pandemic. 
The Southern Ohio Forest Rally was a one-day deal with no media, no spectators, and apparently no official results. I was able to bump around on the net to learn Barry McKenna and co-driver Leon Jordan took first overall in their Skoda Fabia. Ken Block and Alex Gelsomino were second in the Hoonigan Escort Cosworth. Brandon Simonuk in a Subaru was third. A guy named Al Dantas told Facebook he won two-wheel drive. And maybe the headline of the day, five-time U.S. champion Travis Pastrana and co-driver Chrissy Beavis scrambled out of their Subaru before it literally burned to the ground. Pastrana said he saved a hat. No one cares about dinosaurs in a pandemic, I guess. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. 20 years of the Freaks. You follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks. Therefore, on Facebook. Also, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Dylan uses Lucas Oil. Uh, yes, the team does. Yes, That's true. Richard Childress Racing. Yeah. Speaking of, a couple of uh, other Lucas Oil users driving that Cadillac to the wind for the MC WeatherTech Sports Car Challenge going off at the uh, – Two hours and 45 minutes of Sebring. <laughs> it just sounds so low-key. <laughs> well, you can round it up and say the three hours of Sebring. <laughs> Statman, how's that sound? The almost three hours of Sebring. Yeah, the not quite three hours of Sebring. The Sebring light. That's what we, at Sebring light. That's what we're going to call it from now on. I think somebody <laughs> called it a sprint race, but I'm going to call it Sebring light. Sebring light, baby. Hey, Statman, do you re- – okay, can you can, – okay, Crasher, can can any of you guys uh, – let me do this. I'm going to spring this on both of you. Ready? Okay. Right. Statman, you get uh, your first guess. The first road course that the NASCAR Cup Series will run on will be this year. Well, they've already done the Roval, haven't they? No, they're not going to. They're not going to do any road races this year. Uh, Crashers wrong, and Statman's wrong. Okay. Okay, so we know they're not going to Watkins Glen. We know they're not going to Sonoma because both of those states have said not happening because and, of the pandemic. And I didn't know this either. I had to look it up. So I'm going to say, oh wait, with this rescheduling, is it like a road? Amer- no, it's not Road America. It's Road Atlanta, right? Oh, dang it. Statman? Or it's the Roval. That's- you want me to guess again? I'm going to yeah. say it's uh, Reservation Road outside of Monterey. <laughs> Close. That's just down the street from the Roval at Charlotte. Okay, so it is the Roval. Okay. <laughs> Reservation. Okay. God. That's crazy, man. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at this schedule coming up, and it's like the Roval is the only road course for this COVID-19 season. That's a go-kart the track. Roval. That's a go-kart yes. track at best. Yeah. Wow. Let that resonate a little bit, Freak Nation. Hey, Brad Kozlowski, in a statement after the Texas Motor Speedway race, made a comment, and I'm going to paraphrase here, uh, basically saying we should have drivers graduate to run in the NASCAR Cup Series, and he's talking about, oh gosh, Quinn Crasher. Oh, yeah, I don't know his uh, last it, name. It just, it just, it just fell off the 
my freaking cerebellum. Uh, a, a back marker in the Cup Series was wanted to come in to pit. Huff. Quinn Huff. Quinn Huff. There you go. And just basically didn't look at his rearview mirror or his side mirrors or maybe his uh, spotter had fallen asleep and came down on either Kevin Harvick or Clint Boyle. I think it was Kevin Harvick and caused a little uh, issue there at Texas Motor Speedway. I mean, that was flagrant. I mean, Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano, all those drivers have instances where they have large brain farts on the track. I get that. And I think it's a slippery slope. If you do have regulation, I would love to see it, frankly. I'd love to see regulation in every damn sport. But you can't have regulation in a sport that depends on sponsorship and filling the field of you know, 35, 40 drivers. Now, if you have a field of 25 drivers, yeah, but when you have a series that Statman crashed that, that's funded on sponsors, relegating teams, I don't think it can work. Well, then get yourself a better talent behind the wheel. Just saying. It adds to the drama. I think if it's not going to work, then sponsors are going to eventually go to where it does work. That's just my opinion. Statman? I agree with Crash. If you want to figure out how to get something done, get better people to do it. I mean, that's what Yelp is for, isn't it? Don't they have a, a NASCAR section for Yelp? God, I would love Are you that. sure an apple's all you've had? <laughs> I'm 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 positive they have a NASCAR driver section for Yelp. They ought to, if they don't, they should. The, the the fans can't go to the stand, so let them grade them on Yelp. And that, that that's a good idea. As a matter of fact, that's a good idea. It actually is pretty good. Yeah, that's that's how you're you're relegated. Or- you're, yeah, you're delegated down into the Xfinity series, depending on your Yelp reviews. Yeah, exactly. If the if the fans decide, you know, this guy didn't know what he's doing. He gets enough thumbs down or whatever they do on Yelp, then relegate him to the you know a lower series. <laughs> I was corrected by the one and only Richard C. Suave. The other road course, it's part of uh, the. Double header at Daytona. They're going to be running the Daytona oh, that's right. That's right. road course. I knew there was another one in there somewhere that they were not normally running. Okay, got it. Cool. I would. Uh, I might pay to see that one. Hmm. You may just, have to the way things are going. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you have to look on 15 different apps and networks and TV stations just to find a race. Come on. You, you know, the next thing you, they're going to do is not the not the next knock on your door will be a guy asking you, you know, he'll pull his coat open and say, hey, I got some NASCAR racing here for, you know, 24. We got a Stan, you what, are on it What tonight. the hell is going on in Columbus right now, man? <laughs> Jeez, get outside. <laughs> Did you bring back the mahogany love chair? Oh, no. That, that didn't survive the move. That that fell out somewhere over Kansas City. <laughs> that didn't, that oh. didn't survive the move at all. <laughs> that damn thing was so heavy. Statman had a chair made it. What was the wood? Red, it was redwood. It was like half a tree. Yeah, it was a redwood chair. Huge. It was the greatest. We call it the mahogany love chair. It worked. It worked. It worked. 
that's <laughs> that's all you need to say. Yep. <laughs> Ladies, they, they know. Yeah. That thing that thing could stop the Titanic. Yeah, it, it probably so did when it fell out over Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh that's how we roll here in the freak nation coming up in moments your winner from the imsa race at the under three hours of sebring sebring light sebring light sebring light as that men call it uh, felipe nasser and i bet you i bet you they're not gonna go agree with sebring light <laughs> yeah no <laughs> Well, they don't care. As long as they got the win, name it whatever you want. The win is still theirs. Now, I wonder, I'm curious, that they don't do it in NASCAR. They, they do it when, if there's a beer sponsor, you know, North Car. But for sports cars and IndyCar, I didn't see it with the IndyCar race last night. They're not spraying champagne either, are they? Yeah, I, I've noticed that. It's, I, I guess that's a safety concern. To COVID? I mean, it's not like it's coming out of your mouth, but still. I, it, they sprayed it in F1. Ah, oh, they did, right? Maybe that was hand sanitizer. Really? That'll be fun to get in your eyes. <laughs> or what was what was the drug that we were supposed to take? Oh, hydroxychloroquine. Maybe that was liquid hydroxychloroquine. Oh, <laughs> Coming up next, your winners from the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Disbane, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Squad. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hey! You want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? 
Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Nah, nah, honey, I'm good. I can have another, but I probably should not. I got somebody at home. home, home, home. It's been a long night here and a long night there. And these long, long legs are damn near everywhere. Hold up now, you look good. You're back with the Freaks on a Sunday night, Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Studios. We've been doing this for 20 years, and Lucas Oil... Has been a part of that big old thing. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging out. Pipo Tarani joining us here in the Freak Nation. Winner in Sebring this weekend, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Series. It wasn't the 12 hours of Sebring. It was, you know, it was under three hours at Sebring. Was that just strange as hell running Sebring for not 12 hours, Pipo? Yeah, hell, hell yes, it was. But, um, well, winning at Sebring is good, even if it's 12 hours or three hours. So uh, we had a, an awesome race there, and I'm really, really happy. Running Sebring in the middle of July, it can be crap hot and humid. Uh, how much weight did you lose in the car, Pipo? <laughs> well, if I lost too many, uh, too many kilos or pounds, uh, it would be bad for me. I'm not a, a very big guy, but um, for sure those uh, those races, <laughs> especially on the heat we had yesterday, uh, they're not easy. Uh, we had to keep hydrated uh, since, you know, five days before the race, keeping ourselves uh, fit and um, and hydrated. So for sure, I don't know exactly how many uh, pounds I lost, but uh, for sure a little bit. So now you're together with your teammate, Felipe Nasser, and you guys are putting that weight back on. You guys having dinner together. What's the celebratory meal? Yeah. The ce- celebratory meal. It's, well, I uh, think I think the wine comes first for tonight, <laughs> and then and then we organize the meal later. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Forget there the you food. Go. <laughs> you guys just go wine, 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 wine. Food will come later. Good for you guys. <laughs> so hey, do do we have you both here on speakerphone? Yeah, I can hear you. Nice. Okay. Well, let's. Yeah, I, there, there was no champagne in the race, so uh, we gotta make sure we have something. Oh, you know, that's a good point. Is that one of the new safety requirements because of this pandemic that we're in with COVID-19 that you can't spray liquids in Victory Lane? Exactly. I think it it was a little bit weird, but we're making sure that uh, everything is all right. All right, guys. Well, who picks the champagne? Who has the better taste in wine or champagne, Felipe or Pipo? Um... 
I like wine. I mean, wine is fine, but whiskey's quicker. <laughs> Kenny, he's speaking your language. Whiskey's quicker. That's that's pretty much Kenny every night during this it pandemic. It absolutely is. I'd rather you guys spray spray whiskey in each other's face than champagne. <laughs> well, we're gonna try. We're gonna try to make that happen. <laughs> We are joined here by Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durrani. These guys just dominated Sebring this weekend on, of course, IMSA's return to the Sebring track. What was what was different this weekend? You guys had a car that just off the truck, bam, perfect. But it wasn't that way in the first two Daytona races. So what was different this weekend? Well, it was different because I think, you know, our Cadillac was fantastic uh, under the heat conditions that we had, um, especially Sebring with, with so much bumps and, and, you know, just characteristics of the track that suits our Cadillac more than it did at Daytona. Uh, but nevertheless, at Daytona, we were fighting for third, especially on the 24 hours, but we had a gearbox problem 16 hours into the race. Mm. So, I mean, it goes without saying of uh, how fantastic of a car that we have in hand and, um, just we, we made it happen this time around at Sebring, and hopefully we can do the same uh, later in the year in the 12 hours. People, Durrani, winner at Sebring on Saturday. People, you had a lot of success at Sebring. This is your first pole. You've obviously figured out how to navigate all the bumps at that racetrack. Um, yeah, I, I normally say that Sebring likes me because it's kind of surreal that um, I've won in the last five years four times but um it's just a place i love you know there's so much history in that place and and every time i'm there um i just feel so connected with with the whole with the car with the track so i think it's 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 a matter of making sure that everything goes well and sure enough every every time apart from one year everything went really perfect around Sebring. so yeah, kind of like I said, kind of surreal to have won so many races there, but I hope that trend continues. Sebring is known for uh, the craziness of the fans. No fans Saturday. Did that have any effect on you? Well, definitely. Like we missed the fans big time, and uh, it's something that always stands out at Sebring. You know, is to feel the vibe from everybody on the infield and. You know, all the, the fans that are around, the craziness. We can smoke the barbecue from which corner you're driving. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's something that it's it's weird, you know, right now to feel that. But, you know, hopefully we're going to have that back pretty soon. Um, you know, uh, in matter of time, I think things will be, you know, we'll be back. And uh, we're going to have those awesome fans back to the track. Because Sebring is not the same without them. Especially those Sebring fanatics, you know, they're the fans around around that racetrack, around that race, they're special. So uh, it, it's definitely weird not having them around, but hopefully they'll be back for the 12 hours. I want you guys to tell us your one of the craziest things you've done in that Sebring Zoo, as they call it. So what's something that you, what's, what did you miss the most? Was it going on top of a motorhome, jumping into a mud pile? What was the, the craziest thing that you missed with the fans not there? Well, I think uh, the autograph session is super special because you see those crazy fans coming in with costumes and, <laughs> and funny clothes and, you know, just making sure that you understand the, the vibe and uh, the spirit of Sebring and, um, not having that definitely makes a difference for all of us. 
But um, like like we said, we hope we really hope that uh, the normal can come back as soon as possible, so we can enjoy not only racing but you know being around the, the very much appreciated fans of our sport. People, Durrani, we want a full season in IMSA, but that's not guaranteed with the pandemic and all the craziness that's going on. Does that put a lot of pressure on you to win now and not worry about what's coming up later? Well, um, now that I've I've been back on the championship, uh, I haven't been thinking much about points lately. All I wanted was to be back in the car, which uh, you know finally happened at Sebring. And uh, I don't know. I was just so connected. I I was really hoping to be back in the car after missing out of Daytona. And I told people like, if we're getting, you know, we're getting back on this car and we we're gonna drive at Sebring, let's go for the win. And I think that should be the aim for every single race we're gonna have uh, in the next, you know, in the next few weeks and months. Uh, whenever we can capitalize on those wins, it's going to make a big difference on the championship. And uh, again, we don't know uh, what is to happen. The competition is pretty high out there. But uh, we were, you know, we had such a good car over this weekend at Sebring. Uh, was a, you know, top three was a, you know, all Cadillac cars. Pretty amazing to see that over a Cadillac event. And uh, I think we just took the most out of the car. We maximized the performance. And uh, I'm, I was so glad to be back with people in the car as well. Uh, there's, there's such a nice connection between uh, between us and Action Express Racing to get that wheel and engineering car on the top step. And I'm so glad, you know, to keep rolling this momentum and get some more wins. Yeah, Felipe, for those who are unaware, yeah, you were positive for COVID-19, how bizarre were you, were you symptomatic, I guess, number one, and number two, how were you able to still communicate with people and the team? And, and then it must've, I mean, obviously this is just speaking the obvious. It must've sucked being away from Daytona, but how were you able to stay in touch with everybody? Tell, kind of walk us through that. Mimics. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first of all, you know, I was, I was frustrated to miss out on Daytona because it's been such a long wait. Uh, over almost five months that we we raced in Daytona early in January. So, uh, and then the next thing was, you know, when, when I got tested and I felt, you know, I felt something unusual. I just, the first thing that I did was to, was to call the team and say, Hey guys, you know, I think I'm feeling something unusual when I got tested, you know, I've uh, tested positive and I, the, the first reaction was to protect everybody within the team. Uh, you know, uh, the, the best way is always to say the truth on this, yeah. on these matters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think I did it the right way. You know, I'm, I'm pretty thankful of all the team of the, the medical side on IMSA and everybody that helped me going through this period. You know, I was, all I had was a pretty minor symptom, which went away within two days. And, uh, and that was it. You know, I was fully, uh, energized, never felt anything that put me down. And when I got back in the car, I felt awesome every day, felt great to be back in the car. And, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't have wished for a better return, you know, being on that top step of the podium. (laughs) 
<sighs> People Durrani and, of course, Felipe Nasser joining us here in the Freak Nation. And, Felipe, here's a, here's a question for you, and I think I know your answer because I, I think the feelings of COVID-19 being a hoax continue to decrease, but there are still people out there that believe that COVID-19 is a hoax. I think that's a joke, but for someone that had, had, wow. has had its effects, what do you say to those out there that believe that COVID-19 is a hoax? Well, I think a lot of people have been underestimating uh, the virus, and I think I showed a pretty good example. You know, I had to miss out on a race to protect my my team, and uh, from each each person can have a different different way of uh, reaction of the virus, the the symptoms and everything. So, just please do your part. You know, wear your mask. You know, be uh, be conscious of, of of everything. You know, of 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 the surroundings of people around you, because. Uh, you know, we we want to get back to the normal that we we we've been used to. You know, we want to bring the fans back to racing. We want to have, you know, we want to go traveling again. But for that, we need we need to everybody to cooperate and um, and help. You know, help to uh, uh, help the whole situation mm-hmm. because uh, again, uh, it it's real. You know, I've I can say it from my perspective. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not a good feeling at all when you have to deal with something like that. But, uh, again, I overcame the situation. It's in the past now, but I really would, you know, appreciate every doing your part and let's make a better future. Well, like you said, it's in the past. You come back, you get yourself a win. What was the first thing Pipo did when he finally saw his teammate, the man that's supposed to be in that cockpit with him? What was the first thing he did to welcome you back? The first thing I did, <laughs> what was the? I told him if we win, we're gonna do a burnout in turn seven. That's the first, and he did it. That was the first thing I said to him, and uh, I'm so glad we managed to to get that done. And uh, you know, Gary Gary Nelson, our team manager, he was staying at the the seven hotel, which is right in front of turn seven, and um, and he he wasn't expecting that. He didn't know, but uh, and we were so glad to be able to. Give him, give him this little show at the end of the race <laughs> after such a spectacular race and weekend for us. Well done. That is badass. Let's people, let these guys go to their whiskey and wine now. Uh, it is celebration Durrani, time. <laughs> Felipe Nasser joining us here in the Freak Nation. Fellas, thank you guys for what you do, supporting Lucas Oil and being a part of the Freak Thanks, Nation. Everyone. Good luck, fellas. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Congrats. Lucas Oil, it works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a boy. Statman, think about this. Philippe Nasser had COVID-19. He didn't have, according to him, horrible side effects from it. But given the short history of COVID-19 and what it has done to some people's bodies and continues to do to people's bodies who have had it and who've gotten over it, I don't know if he shared with us really the full details on his effect on his body, but just getting back in a car to practice then race, I would imagine that physically it was pretty damn difficult. Don't you feel responsible as part of the media? You have to feel responsible for him getting the disease and missing a race. I mean, that's what people say. It's that's all, all the media's fault, right? Right. Well, I I do. In fact, when I woke up uh, 
about two or three months ago. I'm like, damn it, it's my fault. <laughs> just Sweet one master. morning, just one morning, you got up, stretched, and mm-hmm. you know, just said, "Hey, it's my fault, Philippe. I'm sorry, but you got to go down." <laughs> you want to apologize to Brendan Gone too? Brendan Gone as well. Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. Brendan Gone, really? All the top wow. Field drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brendan Gone, was it Wednesday or Tuesday of this past week, was on an interview. Ah, dang it, I can't remember. Danielle Trotta, I think, I believe it was. And at the end, she just kind of dropped something in there about his health or whatever. And he goes, oh, yeah, I, I actually just tested positive for COVID-19. And she goes, oh, do you think you ought to let NASCAR know about that? And he <laughs> said, well, I bet they know now. <laughs> Typical Brendan. Friend of the freaks. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You have you have two guys that have been coming to the Freak Nation for many, many years, two fantastic friends, driving buddies, co-drivers that go out there and kick some ass for the Sebring light, as Statman calls it. <laughs> but it's it's got to be – I we know people who've come down with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. The list is growing more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And just to think you're getting, getting in a car in Florida of all places – Middle of July, it may have been two months ago when he came down with COVID-19, but the effects that you're hearing it has on the body, my goodness. Uh, Freak Nation, coming up next hour, Susan Wade. She's been covering NHRA drag racing for many, many years. John Force still hasn't showed up to any races since COVID hit and doesn't have a solid, at least recent, reason why. He hasn't come out and said anything. We've got our clues, but we'll see if we get to the bottom of this. Coming up, second hour of the Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios, next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks, Freak Nation. Susan Wade, been covering the NHRA for many, many years. The latest on John Force, 16-time NHRA funny car champion. Not just John Force, but his entire damn team not showing up for any of the post-COVID-19 race, races, I should say. Yeah, the rescheduled season. Right. Uh, Statman Crash Gladys, freshly back from a... Uh, Kanye West uh, campaign rally. How, how'd it go, Crash? Wait, I thought he called it off. Yeah. He, so he hasn't? No, he hasn't. Has not called I heard it he off. made some stupid comments today, though. No, come on, man. <laughs> Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. I don't know, Statman, I don't know what Statman's found. What, whatever the hell was in that apple you said you ate last hour is, uh, can you can you ship some 
southwest to uh, Phoenix, so I can have some of that. It was uh, it was part of the Kanye West label. Uh, we were uh, they had some on sale on the corner, and uh, I bought a couple on my way home the other day. The Conway, Conway, <laughs> Conway, yeah, the Conway, Arkansas, Conway, yeah, Kanye West. Uh, Silver Apple. That's how we roll here in the Freak Nation. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. We're there for you on Facebook and, of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Austin Dillon joined us last hour after his win at Texas Motor Speedway. Stabman, what did you see? You say you saw inside one of the cup cars. How hot was it? 140 degrees, 140. And these guys, they're not athletes. They don't have the drivers yeah. don't have to come back from uh, the virus like everybody else. They don't work in 140 degree heat. They don't uh, have to be on sharp on, on on point at uh, 190 miles an hour in 140 degree heat. No, they're not athletes. And your winner, Austin Dillon, wins the race, gets outside the car, does his interview. Probably went to Eddie Gossage's lonely victory lane and said, you know what? I feel a little lightheaded. I better go to the care center. Bam. Was in the infield care center for a bit, getting some bags. Is it saline? What the hell they put in you from the IV stat? What is it? Some electrolytes in there, too. Yeah, I don't know if it's saline, but uh, some electrolytes, (laughs) you know, something that uh, will bring them back. It's probably not. It's probably not Remy. uh, You know, I mean, it's probably not Remy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> damn it just they just they have like six gallons of gatorade they're just jamming up your Ew, that, yeah. up, up your vein it's too much yeah exactly the they wouldn't be athletes after that <laughs> not at all no no <laughs> so yeah uh, 140 degrees in one cup car and austin Dillon again your winner uh talking about uh, he talked about going to the infield care center Sounded pretty damn good in that interview. Didn't, yeah. Didn't seem like it needed a little bit more electrolytes. A OK now, mm-hmm. at least at least on an emotional high from taking the win, breaking an 88 race winless streak. But you brought up that lonely victory lane. Have you seen the pictures from this weekend of whether it was Austin Sindrick, Kyle Bush, or Austin Dillon with the cowboy hat on and the mask and on? The mask. And then holding up the guns. Oh the yeah. Pictures. They look so. They look like they're going to rob a bank. It's just, it's funny. Well, I'm going to let that just sit right there because I could have gone all well, it's, it's, it's so typical Texas, which is funny. And it just reminds me of like right. Bonnie and Clyde. And I'm just like, this is just the funniest photo. Well, Bonnie and Clyde were, well, they were in a car. They weren't on horses. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's get out the boots and spurs and all those jokes, too, about Texas. Yeah, please. Okay. If you're going to think Bonnie and Clyde, at least Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, you're in a car. Okay, I'll give you that. But not you're not on horses in a cow. Listen. If if what was Clyde's last name, Stat? Bonnie Barrow. Clyde. Clyde. Wasn't okay. it Barrow? If, sounds good to me. Does sound familiar. Clyde Barrow rolls up in a freaking cowboy hat in a Stetson. I mean, in a not a zoot suit. What the hell did they win back wear back in the day? Damn it! All right, one of those snappy little pinstripe suits and a freaking cowboy hat. They'd laugh his ass out of the bank. Crash? No. What they would laugh at is if he showed up in a George Clinton hat. There you, ooh, yeah. Yeah, man. Follow us on Twitter. You know exactly what Statman's talking about. Going to resume with some pet, but some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. 
and get into some NHRA conversation coming up. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Can't say it enough, man, but thank you guys for being a part of it. Thank you, Lucas Oil, General Tires, and more for hanging out with the Freaks. Coming up this hour, Susan Wade, NHRA Insider. What the hell is going on with the NHRA and John Forrest? We'll get to that. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to the website, GeneralTire.com. Check out the tires for your fat ride. Or head over to your favorite tire dealer. Big old tires, Tire Pro, Discount Tire, they got them. You roll on them. Roll on General Tires, Crasher. Yep, it was hot in Texas this weekend. Like Statman said, 140 degrees in the cockpit. Yeah, good times. The weekend started off at the Xfinity Series Saturday afternoon. Kyle Busch crossed the line first, but then he failed post-race tech, so the win went to Austin Sindrick, who is now an Xfinity winner in three consecutive races. Busch was not done yet, though, as he got behind the wheel of his truck at night, went on to win the NASCAR truck race by less than a second over his protege, Christian Eckes. This second place for Eckes is his best result in the series so far. Sunday was the cup race, and with on-track action, this one did not disappoint. Then the end. This was basically a race dominated by Ryan Blaney, but it was the RCR group who held off all competitors in those last three restarts, and they finished 1-2 with Austin Dillon, the victor. Missed our interview with him last hour? Check it out on our website, speedfreaks.tv. IndyCar ran a nightly doubleheader this weekend in Iowa, and finally someone beat the Chip Ganassi domination that's been going on since the restart of the season. Oh, man. Surprise, surprise. It was Team Penske. Simon Pagenaud took the win on Friday night, and defending champ Joseph Newgarden ruled the track on Saturday night. So far this year, however, I don't think anyone can use the word domination in motorsports and not reference Formula One's Lewis Hamilton. Get this just today. Lewis not only led from the pole after setting the new track record at the Hungaro ring, but he eventually grew the lead to over 27 seconds at one point, and by the end of the race, he lapped all but the top five drivers in the field. Just think about that. Domination, Lewis Hamilton. People Durrani and Felipe Nassar, you just heard from them in the last hour. They fully controlled the IMSA return to Sebring Raceway. This one, not for 12 hours. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Stat. Sebring Light. The sprint, Cadillac swept all three podium positions. Durrani and Nasser on the top spot. Ryan Briscoe and Renger Vanderzandi second. Sebastian Bourdais and Joel Barbosa third. Unfortunately, Mother Nature won out in Indianapolis, and NHRA could not proceed with their final round of eliminations of the day. More on NHRA with Susan Wade next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil Brake Fluid or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness Products. It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil Products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, 
No matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right? A dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors, and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. You got, you got a diesel truck. What about a speedboat, fishboat, a bass boat, motorcycle? They have the products to keep your ride on the road, Freak Nation. A little bit of horsepower, need some giddy up in that V8? Lucas Oil, trust me, they got it. Go to lucasoil.com or check out your favorite auto parts store today. O'Reilly Auto Parts, AutoZone, Napa, Advance, and more. It's lucasoil.com. Good to get Susan Wade here in the Freak Nation. She's been doing this a long damn time like us. Uh, covering NHRA, known Susan for quite a while now, and she uh, has her finger on the pulse of the NHRA and what the hell's going on or what's not not going on with the NHRA. First of all, do we have any idea, Susan Wade, why 16-time champion John Force and his entire crew, meaning the other teams, are not showing up for these these last several races, especially at Indianapolis? I know it's the weirdest thing. It's the all all of a sudden we got the guy who talks all the time saying nothing. <laughs> it doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense, you know. But I I suspect you know he, he tried he he said that in an interview that he um, he had dipped into his rainy day savings to keep everybody on board, and then and it was you know like 
zooming up on a couple million bucks, I think. And, and I, you know, at some point he said, I'm not at my age. I'm not, he's 71. He said, I'm not going to, not going to go broke at my age. So, but, but since he decided not to come, he said nothing. He didn't allude to that. He didn't say, put out any press releases or say anything to anyone. So I could only guess that, that he probably thought, well, these purses are reduced 30% now. So they, you know, since they've gone from three days to two, they they cut the race, they cut the the payouts. So, well, I mean, why? I mean, he's a pretty smart businessman, so I'm not sure why. I'm really not sure why anybody's showing up for to race less for for you know less money. I just don't. I mean, maybe that's what it is. I have no mm-hmm. idea though. He doesn't doesn't talk to me or anybody else apparently. So, so the easy thing, at least last week, was just to say, okay, he's. He doesn't want to necessarily put himself in a situation where, you know, we're with people. People are the ones spreading the coronavirus right now, COVID-19. So it's probably not that. Is, is, is it safe to say that? Or is it wrapped into a bundle of he might be losing some sponsorship money, doesn't want to fund things himself? Add to that, on top of that, this pandemic in which who knows if the pandemic has forced some sponsors to move away. It, I mean, it's just it is a weird web that he seems to have woven way back when with his words. You know, you you brought up a very good point because I, I think there is there I think there is some sort of a a weird you know combo of that because he he was he was saying that he had a, a you know somebody bringing deliveries like a UPS driver or something and and he knows the guy and he said no just leave the stuff out there by the gate you know I'll come get it and and the guy said you who have died nearly a hundred times you know you're afraid of touching oh. this package and he said yeah because the guy knows what he does you know the guy knows him pretty well. And, um, he said, yeah, I mean, you're, you're afraid of this. And he said, well, I'm not taking any chances, you know, that he would leave this, these packages outside his gate for like two, maybe three days before he could touch them. So, so I I think maybe at his age, he's kind of freaked out about that. He could be, and I, I don't blame him, but I think, I think what people want is just, they want to know something. I mean, even if he, he can't, you know, doesn't want to come out, that's okay. You know? I mean, no, I don't think I don't think anybody should hold anything against him for why he doesn't want to come out. But it would be kind of nice because I think people are worried about him. You know, Don Perdome tells me that he's fine, that that John is fine, that he's healthy, no problems there. But I think he's got a lot of fans. He's always talked about how great how much his fans mean to him. It would be kind of nice if he would, you know, reciprocate a little bit and. You know, or at least show that to them and, and just say something like, I'm fine. I can't race in a sustainable way. And the coronavirus has kind of got me a little worried and, you know, and I want to be safe and protect my people. And I, th- I think people just kind of need to hear that from him and they, they'd be okay with it, you know. So I'm not quite sure why he's so silent, you know. Susan Wade joining us here in the Freak Nation, many, many years covering the NHRA and all of us are still just puzzled by the absence of all of John Force racing, mostly the absence of any statements. But with the sport making their comeback, their restart last weekend in Indianapolis and then another race weekend this weekend in Indy, unfortunately, Mother Nature getting the best of the end result today. Do you oh, think boy. NHRA themselves as a series is doing everything as best that they can? Or it seems like there's some mixed feelings out there. Yes, their restart was right or no, they need to do some things better. Where do you stand? You know, I I think you know I'll, I'll rag on them when I think they need it, and and there are a lot of times I do think they need it. But I think in this particular case, you know, 
if you put yourself in Glenn Cromwell's shoes, the president of NHRA, I'm not sure any of us would know exactly how to proceed in, in a perfect way. But I think they're really trying to get as, I, I think they want to get as many races as they can in, but they don't want to do, um, I, I think they don't want to do anything that's going to endanger anyone. So, mm-hmm. um, so I don't think they're doing anything bad that way. I think the restart went, went well. I was there for the restart. I was not there today, but I was, I was there for the restart and I thought it went fine. I thought it, you know, everybody, although I didn't, didn't see a lot of people social distancing, I shouldn't say that maybe because I don't want to hurt the sport, but, but, no, no, no. Um, you're, and you, the thing is, Susan, you're not hurting the sport. We see it on TV with NASCAR that they're a race in Bristol on Wednesday night, everybody running down to, to the track at the end of the race, totally not social distancing. Same thing today during the red flag in, in Texas. So yeah, as much as, these series are doing all they can to make things safe for people. It still comes down to people not making it safe for each other. Right. And, and, you know, and the, the, the thing that hurts, you know, it has really tied one hand behind its own back by having the TV package that it does. They, they have to have that front gate. They have to sell tickets and have fans on the property, buying merchandise and spending money and doing things. You know, they have to have that. NASCAR doesn't have to have that. I think IndyCar's, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know a lot about it, but but I think IndyCar's kind of in the same boat that NHRA is. They they don't have a great TV package, from what I'm told. So yeah. So um, is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, they don't, they're not making a ton of money off it. Let's put it that way. Right, right. And so so NHRA insisted on having fans, and if you're going to insist on having fans. Then you know you got you've got to make sure that you go to states that are friendly and that and Indiana we all know is, is you know they they bend over backwards to do anything for racing people so that's and that's a good thing <laughs> but but still they're selling tickets for twenty dollars a piece which is great but, but and you could get fifty percent Indiana is allow, allowing grandstands to be at fifty percent capacity which of which they have not been in NHRA but. There, you know, maybe a couple thousand showing up, but you know, it's sort of hard. I don't know if people are freaked out about not, you know, about not wanting to be out in public or around other people. But um, don't see that way when you're over there and they're going to restaurants and doing whatever. But but um, people are not showing up. They're not filling it up fifty percent. I can tell you that. And if you can't sell more than a couple thousand tickets at twenty dollars a piece, which is a pretty good deal. I'm not sure what they can do anymore, you know? So I don't think they've done a, I don't think the NHRA has done a bad job. They said, if we can't, if we can't go to the next race, we'll just, you know, if we can't go to a race because of local restrictions or whatever, statewide restrictions, we'll just go to the next race. But they've lost more than a, you know, more than a third of their season, you know, canceling races. So, Mm. and this is the, They've added a race in Indianapolis, which is supposed to replace the Denver race, but they've lost Denver and Brainerd. So you take one step forward, two steps back. So I'm not sure. I'm just not sure why they say, I mean, do they really, I don't know. Do they really think they're going to get this whole season in? I, I, it's a pretty ambitious season, 16 races in consecutive weeks. I don't, first of all, I think they're going to wear people out if they even get to do it. But, um, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I don't know. It baffles me why they actually don't just do race all the races in Indianapolis. If that's you know, <laughs> if that keeps them afloat, why don't they do that? You know, it's okay. Susan Wade is our NHRA insider. Susan, <clears throat> excuse me. It's 
let's talk about a couple of rumors. You mentioned fan uh, attendance, and I heard that some of the uh, contracts that some of these drivers have is based on fan attendance, and if there's not going to be any fans, the sponsors don't want to pay. If that becomes a problem for uh, drivers, uh, the NHRA was already seeing uh, champions who couldn't get sponsors. They were seeing fields that were thinning out. They had to cut back on some of the pro stock races. Is, is the NHRA going to survive this? Well, you know, it's funny because you would think not. I mean, the business model, I guess, before all this pandemic happened, I think it's a crazy business model to begin with. I think it's an upside-down business model in the first place. So having said that, I think that, you know, you know, Glenn Cromwell has assured me many times that, well, we've done all the all the modeling, all the worst-case scenarios, and, and, and we'll be okay. And I said, you will, but what about your teams? Your teams might not be okay. It's not just, and he knows it's not just about the NHRA. It's about, he, as he refers to them all the time, the stakeholders, you know, the tracks and whatever, and the tracks, the fans, the sponsors, the race teams. But, but they're not, I mean, they've probably done all the worst case scenario models, and I don't think they're in great shape. I mean, and I asked him, I said, how can you just keep holding out like the carrot on the stick? You know, the carrot on the string, you know, like, well, maybe we'll go to Brainerd. Well, maybe we'll go to this place. Maybe we'll go to Topeka. Maybe we'll go back to Gainesville. Maybe, we'll, you know, you, how, you can, I don't think you should play those games with your teams. So I'm not sure. And I don't know anything about the, that's interesting about the contracts of, you have to be in front of so many people, but um, it kind of makes sense that sponsors want to be guaranteed eyeballs on their, on their product and their, their logos. But um yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I know of a couple who've lost sponsors, but I, I don't. No one's coming right out and saying this sponsor's bailing. You know, have have so, any have any teams? I'm sorry to cut you off, Susan, but have any no, teams sent staff sent people home? Are teams cutting back on the number of people on the payroll? Uh, uh, have you heard anything about that in the in the in the garage? Well, I, I, a few of them have. And of course, obviously, John Force has. The funny thing about John Force is that he tried to keep everybody on the payroll. That's why he spent so much of his own personal money, and and then the guys he laid off. We're talking to the guys who were still there, and they said, "Hey, we're making more money than you are." So the guys went to John and said. This is all according to John, so I'm not, you know, this is not hearsay. John said that these, the ones he kept said, well, those guys are making more money than us. You know, they're not doing anything, you know. He said, well, if you want me to do it, I'll lay off more of you. If you want to get laid off, I'll lay off, you know. So I think there was some of that going on as well. But so I know in, in John's case, yes, I, I someone told me, gosh, the other day, a couple of days ago, that they're just down to, Robert, Jimmy Proc, and Austin Proc, and that they're making personal protective equipment, the PPE stuff. So um, I know John, John or Don Schumacher Racing did that too. They were they kept people, but they were mostly I think they trimmed some people, but then they they were sort of taking the fab shop or whatever and 
I don't know if it was exactly the fab shop, but I think it was, and they were they were producing PPE. So they've right. been doing, you know, some people have been doing that. I don't, a lot of these teams are, are pretty streamlined to begin with. Most of them aren't, don't have a lot of employees, I don't think, you know. Susan Wade, recovering the NHRA drag racing for many, many years. To put a cap on this, Susan, what's, uh, if you're, if you may be a betting woman, let's say you are a betting woman. Do, do you, do you, do you think this will continue for the NHRA? Do you, or do you think they'll just close their doors and hope that 2021 brings better days? I had kind of encouraged Glenn Cromwell to do that, but, but yeah. he said, and I asked him just at the, at the, at the restart of the first Indianapolis race this year, I said, is there going to be a point at which you're just, you have to pull the plug because you're going to be seeing bad reports out of these states that they're not going to let you come. I mean, at some, he said, yes, at some point there probably is going to be something like that. But cause I, I have to give, I have to give NHRA credit for this is when they came back with their re-revised schedule, I think the third iteration of it, they had a pretty um, logical course through the country. You know, usually they're hopping from this coast to that coast and making no sense. But this this um, agenda looked pretty good. You know, but will they get to do it? I I can't see it. I just I think Pomona's going to be out. I, I just at the end of the year, I I I just I don't see them getting it all in. I just don't. And at some point, I mean, the countdown, which we don't have anymore, thank goodness, is um, the least races. So but right now they've got Pomona, Phoenix, two Indianapolis races. Well, today the Indianapolis race isn't finished, but let's say it is. By and large, they've got four. They're going to do another one in Indianapolis in a couple of weeks. they got the U.S. Nationals. So that could be six. Is that a full season? Is that going to be... Enough to crown a legitimate champion. I, I, they thought they thought it was after wow. six countdown races, so that's another whole issue, I guess. But I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to get that many more in. Maybe Bristol. How, how can you tell the NHRA they can't come to Bristol when you can cram all those people in for the NASCAR All Star race? Right. There you go. That's well, true. Susan, uh, I, what we tell all of our guests that join us, basically, just what you already know is just stay safe because it uh, it's some different times, isn't it? It sure is. And you know what? All, all that about Susan Wade covering the NHA for many, many years, you're making me sound really old. <laughs> oh, no. We're all old. It's all good. Well, That's okay. I'll we, take we've it. Been, we're, we're celebrating our 20 years, so you think you feel old? Just look at these <laughs> these three. Come on, Sue. Hey, con- congratulations <laughs> to you for that. That's That's really awesome. That's hard to sustain and good for you. All right. Okay. Well, Susan, we appreciate your work. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll know something more and, and we'll be able to tell you about that later. Awesome. <laughs> Susan's the wait here in the thanks. foundation. Thanks, yeah. Sue. Thanks, guys. Yeah, she, she had a really good article out, which is what basically spurred this all on, dragzine.com, about NHRA. Could Indy be NHRA's swan song? Good evening, my fellow citizens. This is Stan Man. I'm scared. 
I've known for a while that I could be a complete dinosaur about many things motor racing. That includes one of my loves, performance rallying. The American Rally Association relaunched its season this weekend after a five-month hiatus waiting out the pandemic. The Southern Ohio Forest Rally was a one-day deal with no media, no spectators, and apparently no official results. I was able to bump around on the net to learn Barry McKenna and co-driver Leon Jordan took first overall in their Skoda Fabia. Ken Block and Alex Jelsome were second in the Hoonigan Escort Cosworth. Brandon Simonuk in a Subaru was third. A guy named Al Dantas told Facebook he won two-wheel drive. And maybe the headline of the day, five-time U.S. champion Travis Pastrana and co-driver Chrissy Beavis scrambled out of their Subaru before it literally burned to the ground. Pastrana said he saved a hat. No one cares about dinosaurs in a pandemic, I guess. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Stat, that conversation with Susan Wade is still resonating in my head about the NHRA and really should they are really the first question is, will they, then we ask the question, should they just close their doors and hope for a better 2021? But we don't have any idea the size of their war chest uh, to be able to prevail and do this thing, much less the teams that depend on those eyeballs and those gate receipts to continue to fly those sponsorship colors. You know, I think this is going, this whole pandemic thing is going to show a lot of businesses and industries in America that we're unprepared for uh, the, the negative things that are coming about in this pandemic. I mean, there are businesses that are closing up after a month or two of, of uh, problems and, you know, they tell us that we need to have six months of money set aside, and you know, for a rainy day. Well, you know, I mean, we've had 40 days and nights of flood, so we need to uh, really look at what's happening. I mean, earlier we were fighting over toilet paper. Imagine what's going to happen when, uh, you know, the the something really hits and food starts getting rationed and there are troops in the streets. Uh, you know, I mean, America is just not prepared for uh, bad times like some of the other uh, countries in the world have had to overcome uh, in their recent past. Yeah, it was shocking to me that if you want to make the comparison, it's almost like NASCAR is the only motorsport right now that is going to be okay through this pandemic because of their TV money. And I never thought of it that way until Susan brought that up, how NHRA is dependent on tickets, you know, tickets sold and same with Indianapolis, or excuse me, the IndyCar series, which prominently relies on the Indy 500 in Indianapolis. So yeah, sports cars, same thing. That's, this is going to be harsh. Do you think we could possibly see a major racing series go under? Oh, I think without question. I mean, the, think of, we all love the NHRA and we don't want anything negative to happen to it. But we already had some uh, fields were not being filled. 
the oh, right. pro, uh, right. pro stock had uh, cut back on the number of races. The bikes had cut back on the number of races. Teams were not showing up. And now when we get word that some of their contracts were based on ticket people in the stands and there's no people in the stands and the sponsors want to rescind the contracts uh you know these are it's going to be difficult i don't know that it's going to survive to the level that it has been i hope it survives they've been through hard times in the past and nothing this hard i don't think austin Dillon, your tms winner next Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Disbane, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hey! You want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the Speed Wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Mother, I don't want to 
Thank you, General Tire, for making this thing possible. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the tire for that big fat ride out there in the garage, out there on the street, in your driveway. General Tires, those red-letter General Tires in the driveway, be badass. Do the smart thing. Roll on General Tires, Freak Nation. Just retire the freaks. Got to say rest in peace to John Lewis, a politician, civil rights leader. The history of this man uh, I started to understand over the last, gosh, 10, 15 years. I had no idea the history that uh, John Lewis, what he meant to this, this country and frankly to this planet as a high school or a college person that just wasn't. I, and I shouldn't say this because I just don't remember because a lot of things I don't remember high school, but I don't remember that. I don't remember anything about uh they call they call it the civil rights civil rights six stat. Yeah, he had he he was around when uh, King was starting up, and he was right. he was beaten at the Edmund Pettus Bridge, the Bloody Sunday March. Uh, you know, he was he was there. He took the a lot of the beatings that we've seen in the. Uh, newsreels where the dogs were turned on and the fire hoses and all of that stuff. And he was on the other end of that. And he still organized people to vote, to, uh, uh, you know, just be citizens in the, in the country. He was, he was, uh, just a legendary man in, uh, in American civil rights movement. So again, my, my, my point is, is whether it's <laughs> the way we're moving as a country at, at this point, the, the history of, of cats like John Lewis and, and others, my, pardon my forgetfulness, another gentleman that passed, a civil rights leader, 95 years old, is either Friday or Saturday, stat man that passed away. They were both on Friday. Right? Hmm. I don't know of a second one. Oh God! It'll come. It, it, it'll come to me in in a, in a second. At two in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but it, just again, looking at the history of of what these civil rights leaders went through. Uh, C.T. Vivian. There you go. C.T. Vivian uh, died at ninety five years ago. Ninety five years old. A uh, key civil rights leader. You just you just look at the history of these dudes, Dad. I mean, you. You're much well, much more you know, that, than I am. Excuse me. That is a problem now. There was a time when they had leaders uh, and spokespeople for uh, the, the, the movements, and now those people don't exist. And you know, we have we have people who are entirely unqualified uh, to step in and be a voice for people that don't have voices. And that's part of the frustration of uh, demonstrators who they don't have uh, a Martin Luther King Jr. to, you know, to lead a nonviolent march. They don't even have uh, a Malcolm X to organize uh, even a, you know, a aggressive protest. So it, that person just doesn't exist right now. And the country is worse because of it. Coming up in moments, we caught up with Austin Dillon last hour. Of course, your Texas Motor Speedway 
winner. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. But getting back to what you said, Stat, you've got Black Lives Matter. And when you when I see interviews of those inside the the walls of Black Lives Matter and who are synonymous of bringing it to the forefront, none of those names resonate with me like those prior, the John Lewis's, the Martin Luther King's, the Malcolm X and and others. I think that's I think that's a strong statement of finding someone to, to to help galvanize like those other individuals did. Well, the movement, the, the civil rights movement, has been splintered uh, with Black Lives Matter. Uh, you know, people that want to be more aggressive about the way they protest, people who believe that it should happen through the ballot box, uh, and there's just. Uh, so many voices. I mean, you, you can't, no, no uh, culture in America is monolithic and believes in one way. Uh, and you know, black people, brown people, Asian, uh, whites, uh, Jews, they, they all think in, uh, broad strokes. Uh, but there's no one to step up and say, uh, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's, organize let's uh get out the vote uh, you know the saddest thing in my mind is hearing uh you know kanye west wants to run for president i mean that's that that is sad beyond belief i mean we we have a guy now who has problems and you know people are seriously talking about wanting to vote for another man who has got even more serious problems. I mean, we, we've, we've just got nobody that the country on either side of the aisle can believe in. Um, and it, again, the country is worse because of it. There's no John Kennedys. There's no Robert Kennedys. There's no mm-hmm. uh, Martin Luther Kings. There's no... There's just no people who could galvanize uh, the country. And, you know, we're seeing the results now. If you get a few moments, either tonight or tomorrow, just look up John Lewis, the history of him, and C.T. Vivian, the, what these guys meant to civil rights, Freak Nation. Give your, give, give your brain a good old education, damn it. His name is Austin Dillon, your Texas Motor Speedway winner. We caught up with him last hour as he was headed to uh, that big fat jet to get back to his one-month-old yep. ace. Austin Dillon, your winner from Texas Motor Speedway, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Austin, I asked you this before going live with you that uh, said, do you feel about 15 pounds lighter because of your dehydration? What did you say? I said I might feel a little dehydrated, but my back pocket's a little heavier. <laughs> <laughs> well done. a boy. Hey, when you go into the uh, care center there at Texas Motor Speedway to to check on your hydration or dehydration, do they put an IV in you or they just start shoving down a bunch of uh, liquids down your gullet? Yeah, they gave me an IV. got two IV bags pretty quick, and uh, I'm already back headed to the airport. Can you feel it that fast when, when you have an IV, when they're putting that saline in you that fast? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is you you get excited getting out of the car and you have a lot of emotional drain. I, I didn't feel like I was super dehydrated, but it's good before you get on a plane ride and just dehydrate yourself more for two hours back home. So good to get the fluids back in me quick. And, um, you know, it, it's one of those things is when you jump out of the car, it's a definite change from where you've been in 130 degree temperature and you try and stand up and 
little weak in the knees and get a little dizzy that that hydration just brings you back. Yeah, it's kind of scary. We saw that with Bubba Wallace many races ago as well. But Austin, you do need to be on your game. You're getting ready to fly home. You're on daddy duty once you get in there. Just because you yeah, want to race. No <laughs> and Ace are going to get milk drunk tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and Ace are going to get milk drunk. I like that. So what's your favorite thing about being a dad so far? Because you're, you're, I know I can tell by posts. I can tell by what other people say to us. You're really embracing this, aren't you? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing, you know super pumped that i have a wife that just she's amazing she's a superwoman and uh, a couple grandmas that have helped out a ton also and they made it easy on me i tell you that and ace is just a he's a he's a boy he's full boy and i can't wait to uh be able to show him the rope uh and do fun things with him one day and already getting to see all kinds of different things about him and uh it's fun right now he's he's pretty simple he eats sleeps and he poops and we just kind of go through that process but the more and more uh, he gets older, it's cool to see him grow. It takes a village, doesn't it? Thank goodness for the grandmas. Heck yeah, I got some good ones too. <laughs> Austin Dillon joining us here in the Freak Nation. Talk about Texas Motor Speedway. And during that red flag, how crap hot did it get in the cockpit of your number three? It's pretty steamy, I'm not going to lie, but I, mean, I really wasn't thinking about it. It's kind of just focused on what was next, you know what I mean? And we uh, ended up getting a really good late race um run when we got those two tires that put us in a position to win the race and the heat doesn't like really factor into your head until after the race and mm. uh man it was hot it was a hot day what kind of conversations were you having with your crew chief about your teammate tyler reddick and on, on those restarts you know we just were discussing which line i wanted to start the race in and, you know as the leader i took the lead from him he had the lead and i took it from him and then we had to restart three times in a row um to make sure that we could keep it. And, um, it was more just a discussion on top or bottom and we figured it out pretty quick. So now what does this say? Austin Dillon, your winner at Texas motor speedway, joining us here in the freak nation on a Sunday night. What does this say now? Obviously you guys are in the playoffs. This just kind of has a massive momentum shift for the season. What can we expect out of you guys now? Have you found that thing that clicks that can get you guys to victory lane yet again soon? I think we can. We bring track cars every week that I feel like are competitive. And we just, you know, it's nice to bump up to a place where hopefully we don't have to start from that area of 13th to 21st. We battle that track position all week. And Justin does a good job of putting me in areas to, to get it back. And, and I've been fighting hard to keep it. That was a testament to all that we've been doing the last couple of weeks. And, and it's been coming and, and everybody's had the faith. And that's the biggest part of it, have faith. Fido has been our saying this year. And forget it, drive on in any kind of hard situation. It's playing off. So we want to go deep in the playoffs. we got cars capable of doing that. Uh, I think we can. Austin, what has Tyler Reddick in the eight done for RCR this year? It seems like he's giving you a big shot in the ass. Well, I mean, just competition-wise, you know, we got, we're got we competitive. And, and it, he fires me up. I feel like that's, that's good. You know, I, I've always wanted somebody to push me. I thought my rookie year I was going to have Kevin Harvick there to, to do that for me, and I didn't get that. But now I've got a guy that's pushing me, and you see it on the track that we're pushing each other to, to great heights. I liked your comment at the end of the race about the silver spoon. Yes. So much for that silver spoon, <laughs> yes. right? I mean, might as well throw it in there, you know. <laughs> Got to give the haters some love, too. Absolutely. Hey, before you jump on that plane, real quick, Brad Kozlowski was talking about having a feeder system, meaning you got to graduate to get in the Cup Series. And we know what incident it was that happened on there with the – was it uh, Quinn was coming down into to try and pit and banged into Harvick. Do you like a feeder system where you have to graduate to come into cup or is that a slippery slope? 
I mean, that's what the Xfinity Series and Truck Series are for. So I, I don't really care. Right now, I'm focused on this W. Politics are what they are in NASCAR. I, I enjoy this win. Thank NASCAR for letting us race in this crazy time. Yes. They've been the leader in all sports, and I'm just glad we get to go have fun and win trophies. Well, it's it's great to see motorsports in general because I don't know if we're going to have a basketball season after all it, with, with all the craziness going on in the bubble. Same with the NFL. They can't figure out their contracts. So thank goodness for you guys. NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, thank you. That's right. Thank you, guys. I'm going to jump on this plane, and we'll talk soon. You Later. got it. All right, yeah. Not, Not much, much motorsports. Motorsport. Not much motorsports. Helio oh, or Helio. No. Not, not, not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Loose. Not much motorsports. <laughs> you freaks. Not much motorsports. Stat man, did you ever have a fake ID before turning legal age? Uh, I don't. Well, I, I don't know if I should answer that. The, con- the statute of limitations may not have run out on some of the things I did before legal age. You might have a dude in a brown suit show up at your front door. Yeah, <laughs> the brown shirts. <laughs> Uh, I don't live outside of Portland, so they may not have come all the way to Columbus. There was a backwoods place downtown Dallas where us high school kids could roll. I I even remember the the weather the day I went and got a fake ID in this place. It was a it was a it was I'm probably 16. It was a winter. Might have been November, December. Got me a fake ID. 16. Hell yes, I was 18. And uh, very seldom question it. But I bring that up because, man, teenagers are pretty freaking witty. I wasn't too damn smart back then, but they are now. Because teenagers are using face masks to dress up as old people. And buy alcohol. Yes. Yeah. Uh, It's sweeping TikTok with uh, teens getting away with bottles and bags of booze without, you know, being asked for their ID. These cats will show up, buy their booze while they have a mask covering up their face, make a few adjustments to their clothing, their hair, find themselves walking out with some freaking Mad Dog 2020. Then they go out and post it on social media. That's not too damn smart. No, that's not. Right? But so whatever happened with still needing to card people? Like so many of these places, at least over the last couple of years, have said, doesn't matter if you're 80, we're still going to card you. So what is it not safe to card anymore? Because you can't. Well, touch think about somebody's it. driver's license. You show up at Kroger. You got your mask on, and you just turn and look at that person at the self checkout, and they look at you and they go, "Okay," and they punch in whatever it is, and you could you could have a you know six gallons of vodka. They don't check your ID. So if you roll in with some shabby ass, if you, <laughs> a members only jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. Uh, members only jacket, a, a MAGA hat, oh, and, you know, some pity loafers. I mean, come on. Who's going to check your damn ID? If I showed up dressed like that, I'd get more than carded. They would just cart me <laughs> out of the place. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, I guess props to some teenagers for doing that, man. Come on, Crash. You know you had a fake ID. Oh, I did. Yes, I absolutely did. 
And I legitimately got it at the Indiana DMV. How did you do that, man? All you needed in my day was a birth certificate, and I got hold of a birth certificate. A legitimate fake ID. (laughs) It was a legitimate fake ID, yeah. It was my picture with somebody else's information, and I memorized all their information, and yep, good to go. Statman, shoot the juice to the moose. And cut it loose. (laughs) 